Good morning. Today's topic, I by the way, by way of introduction, my name is Dr. Mrs. Kurostella. And today's topic is on communication. And I, I will start by defining the term communication. Communication is the transference of information from one person to another. In almost all the activities human beings engage in, we are involved in one form of communication or the other. Every minute of our lives, we communicate within ourselves. We also interact with other people. Communication is the passage of information, message, from one person to another. And the, the truth is this, communication is not a one-way traffic stuff. For, there, for us to actually have effective communication, it has to be a two-way stuff. In the sense that there must be a communicator, the sender of the information, the speaker. Then there must be a hearer, the recipient of such information, who processes the information of the speaker, who interprets the code sent to the, uh, who interprets the codes, the code of the speaker, and then gives a feedback. So, in communication, there must be action and reaction. And that reaction is what we call feedback. Let me take us to the various components of communication. We have the code, which is the message being transferred from the speaker or sender to the hearer or reader in case of a written communication. We also have the encoder. The encoder is the sender of such a information. And we have the decoder, who is the interpreter of the information, that is the hearer. And apart from these uh, three major components of communication, we also have some ingredients of communication, which includes, include the feedback I spoke earlier on. What is feedback? Feedback is the response of the hearer back to the sender and vice versa. It could, it could be from the sender to the hearer or the hearer back to the sender. And the feedback is the end product of any communication, communicative event. Feedback can determine whether communica a communicative event is effective or otherwise. If the feedback is negative, it then means effective communication didn't take place. Let's say, for instance, assuming as a, a, one of my students, I request that one of you goes to my office to pick a bunch of key for me from my handbag. And the said student goes to, my, uh, to, to the office and carries my bag to the lecture hall. 
the implication is this. The hearer of the request didn't understand what I said in the first place. The original intended meaning, he couldn't process it. And that is why he came with the bag rather than with the bunch of key. So in that instance, communication wasn't effective. So an effective communication is when the feedback is positive, meaning when both the, the speaker and the hearer, they are on the same page in terms of understanding of what the speaker had already said. Let us go to another ingredient. Noise is a major ingredient. And in communication, noise is a barrier. Any, any roadblock, anything that can cause distortion of information that is being passed across from the speaker to the hearer and otherwise. Noise is, uh, is anything that interrupts the, the process of communication. We have various kinds of noise. We have what we call semantic noise, which has to do with the use of unfamiliar expressions. For instance, if, I'm, if I uh, come into class and I'm teaching using uh, unfamiliar expressions, using some bogus uh, English words that will require my listeners, my hearers, to constantly consult the dictionary. It can lead to noise, and that is semantic noise. I think I should consider my audience and their level and know the choice of words I'm to use while teaching so that we'll be on the same page. So when I use unfamiliar expressions, uh, uh, BB grammar, complex uh, expressions, it can even lead to ambiguity, what we call amb amb ambiguity in uh, English uh, language, where, which will, will also automatically uh, degenerate into misinterpretation or misunderstanding of a particular concept. So all these, and on the side of the hearer, he can even become, a, become a, 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 um, frustrated because you don't, you, you even believe with me that there is no need being in a class where maybe the speaker he she speaks through the nose and the hearers they don't even understand what is being taught and at the end of the day so frustration will come in the person will even take the decision not even to attend the lectures but rather to even get the recommended textbook and stay at home and read that is a semantic noise we also have what we call environmental noise if the environment where the communicative event is taking place is really noisy, nobody will, uh, will hear each other. The environment is a major factor. And that is why most people that cite schools, they cite it in a place, in a location that is quite serene, quite, uh, very quiet, that there wouldn't be a blaring of horns, of, of cars and all whatnot. An academic uh, institution should be cited, not along the, the highways. Okay, apart from the environmental noise, we also have what we call mechanical noise, which, is, which uh, comes up as a result of uh, using faulty equipment in the course of a uh, uh, transference of information from the sender to the uh, uh, hearers. If, for instance, I'm using a phone and my earpiece is bad, definitely I you will not be hearing uh, you from the other end may be hearing me, but if you ask me a question, I will not hear you because, because the, the, my earpiece is bad. If the mouthpiece of my phone is also bad, the same thing. 
There is no how you will be hearing what I'm speaking. You will be saying, Auntie, I can't hear you. Doc, I can't hear you and all that. So when one is using a faulty equipment or gadget in the course of a, a, a transferring information, uh, from one person to another, it can lead to mechanical noise. We also have what we call psychological noise. And that psychological noise has to do with uh, a, a, a noise that comes from within. The emotions, the feelings, and the, uh, and the, it has to do with uh, when one goes through a traumatic experience. It could be in the form of hunger. Hunger is, is a, a, a noise. It constitutes noise because he, a hungry man is an angry man. And there's no how you will be in class uh, uh, receiving lecture and you're hungry and you will concentrate. Concentration will never be there because the worms, they are already up and they are telling you, I need to get some food. I need to get some food. For instance, if you're, if you're sick, a sickness is also psychological noise. Right inside of you, you're so sick, but it's just that uh, auntie said that you must be in class. So to fulfill all righteousness, you just uh, bundle yourself and enter the class. Obviously, you will not be concentrating because health-wise, you are down. So these are some of the noise. Or, uh, for instance, if you, if you, if your friend jilted you, let me just sound a bit here, yeah, uh, vulgar. Should I say that? If you you experience disappointment, maybe very terrible news, maybe your father is down, or your 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 friend uh, disappointed you, and all whatnot. While in class, your attention will be divided. It's only your body I'll be seeing. So these are some of the noise. Noises we can experience in the course of a communication. What about the, the channel of communication? It's also another ingredient. And this has to do with uh, the means through which this uh, communication is, is uh, a, a, through which communication takes place. It could be through, uh, uh, and a major, a major ingredient again is language. Language is the vehicle for communication, be it verbal, be it nonverbal. All of these go a long way to help com uh, complete the communication cycle. Without language, there wouldn't be any any communication at all. The language I'm talking about, uh, it, it could be the verbal, the words. Uh, 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 in the form of oral communication and written communication. The non-verbal could be in the form of facial expressions, gestures, body movement, prosemics, uh, um, um, uh, even the clothing is a form of fashion. Even time is a form, uh, clothing is a form of, uh, is a form of non-verbal communication. Fashion is an, a form of non-verbal uh, communication. So all these, even the sign language used by deaf people. So all these, they constitute what we call the nonverbal form of uh, communication. And without language as a major tool, vehicle for communication, there wouldn't be communication at all. Let's just end here for now. In the next class, I shall be taking you people on purposes of communication. Why do human beings, why do we communicate at all? And someone with this little uh, introduction, I know that you, you will be able to give me feelers. Tell me why we communicate as human beings. Thank you very much.